You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 429. I am Tim Robertson with my buddy, David Cohen. Hey, hey. Still in quarantine over there, bud? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't... Uh, in fact, I went out to the store a couple of days ago. That was actually the first time I'd been out in the house in two weeks. Hmm. So. Wow. I'm out pretty much every day because I'm working. And uh, it's kind of weird, weird working because I have to wear gloves and I have to wear a mask. Selling cars, of course. There's only two of us uh, for the last two weeks on the new car side. And I've, I'm telling you, every day I've got probably four appointments. Because it's by appointment yeah. only. You can't just walk into a dealership and buy a car right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's and probably half the people are buying a car. Not all of them has done so yet. But enough of them are that it's it's crazy it's so so our prices reduced because it's slow no not really there's not much markup on a car and i don't care how slow it is the dealership's not going to lose money on a car it's a fine way of putting yourself out of business and they're all like that so it's not like well if you don't go this low i'll just go somewhere else we'll go somewhere else they're not going to do it either no one's stupid um oh maybe nissan but um (laughs) Yeah, it, it's one of those things that if they're coming into the dealership, you know they're pretty serious because, you know, you're supposed to stay home. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've been I've been extremely busy. Toyota's been uh, fantastic to deal with uh, from the corporate side because they have the spiff, and uh, it's for salesmen that are who are working. If you sa- – we, we get this uh, – it's a prepaid Visa card. Yeah. Right. And uh, a couple times a year, they'll have, they're called spiffs, that if you do this, then you get money. And the money comes in the form of, they just put it on your card. You also get these things called truck points. That's how I got my Nintendo Switch Lite. But anyways, um, right now, if I sell a Camry, I make 250 bucks extra, which I haven't sold Mm -hmm. a Camry, so I haven't seen that. But any other vehicle is $100. And up until this point, that usually takes about six to eight weeks before it shows up on your card. And then you get an email, and you're like, oh, cool. Um, It's been like three days. Well, I guess they probably don't have as many to process. Uh, I just think they're trying to be extremely helpful for those who are working. I think that's what it is. You know, Mm -hmm. they're they're getting the report. This one was sold to this. This is the salesman. Give him his money. Cool. Yeah, I got a worth yeah. thousand bucks on that card right now. I'm like, sweet. So he, here in the UK, I, I mean, the the motor market in the UK has been in trouble for the last eighteen months. Yeah, because of um, basically after the Volkswagen Dieselgate thing. Yep. Um, all of the all of the governments that you kind of turned against diesel. Before that, they've been kind of incentivizing or uh, promoting diesel because they thought it was a way of achieving the aggressive carbon targets that, that European countries have. But now there's been a lot of... Um, and diesel's mu- diesel vehicles are much, much bigger here than they are in uh, in the States. Oh, it's not even close. I mean, yeah, every gas station here sells Di- diesel. diesel um, well, they do here too, but it's usually... Like, there'll be a gas station with, you know, I don't know, 20 pumps. Yeah. One of them will have diesel. Right, so here every pump will sell you either diesel or petrol. Yeah, um, diesel has so never ever caught on in the U.S., and I don't expect it ever will. No, 
We we, uh, we well, missed that bus. No, it's yeah. it's too late. It's not going the to happen bus. in the U.S. We missed the it's diesel a, bus. Yeah, so it was a diesel bus. So here, yeah, it's very. It has been very very big for years, and and particularly the last fifteen twenty years when diesel engines really kind of got away from sounding like um, a truck, and really since it's, um, the best ones. You know, you can't really tell it's a diesel car from the inside. You mm. always can from the outside. Mm. Oh, from the inside, um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, from the outside, they so, all yeah, sound so, like crap. Uh, yeah. That, not well. Put it this way: even the best diesel engine does not sound as quiet as a petrol engine. It's not the quietness. It's it's the clunkiness. I think every single decent uh, diesel engine. Every time I hear one, without realizing it's a diesel, I'm like, "Ooh, what's wrong with that engine? It sounds terrible." Oh, it's a diesel. Yeah. The, oh, the okay. ones. Yeah, some of the ones we it. have here, you can barely tell. I mean, they are louder. But you can barely, it doesn't have that, that kind of clackiness that, that diesel has. And a lot of people like driving them because nowadays they, they all have turbochargers. Some of them have two turbochargers on. And that means that as well as the really good fuel economy, you get this really like high wave of torque right from low revs. So they're very easy to drive. You put your foot down, the car just pulls away. Um, so diesel has been popular here. But since Dieselgate, basically uh, people have turned away from diesel cars. The manufacturers have been trying to shift away from diesel models to electric or hybrids and something like that. Obviously, they're not going to be able to do that on a dime. And at the same time, the government has really started disincentivizing diesel. Um, and um, it's caused a glut of used vehicles on the market. Yep. A lot of people are getting out of diesel. Um, and effectively, the whole new car trade has started to really slow down. And especially here, the car trade w- was predicated on the fact that every two three years people will buy a new car that you don't see anywhere near as many used cars here in in britain or in, in europe as you do in the states no I've always, the used ones I've from your, your country get shipped off to china and africa well yeah maybe but, no maybe um, about it but the point is is that because of that people buy new cars whereas in the states people hold on to their cars for a lot longer a lot longer so, and they buy used cars too yeah yep yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, there's a healthy used car market here, but it's nothing like the size no. of it, is, it is in the States. So the, no, the, if I sell 20 cars in a month, usually five to seven of them are used cars. Right, right. I, well, I, I can't, I don't know what, the, what the, um, the statistics are, but I know the news has been pointing out from the Society of Motor Manufacturers, um, SMMT, um, have been complaining for at least two, three years that the market's really slowing down. Obviously, with this lockdown, the bottom has completely fallen out of that market. And I know here, when when it starts up again, there are going to be deals to be had. Because sure. the problem is the pipeline of new vehicles. I know there are probably sat on fields in Europe waiting to come over to the UK. There are probably hundreds of thousands of vehicles. And we have our own Toyota manufacturers here in the UK, Nissan manufacturers here in the UK, um, BMW and Mini manufacture here in the uk now they've had to slow those plants down and eventually stop those plants but again they will also have huge stocks of new vehicles they need to move so i expect when it starts up again there will be substantial deals to be had yeah usually those that come as a manufacturer rebate or you know zero apr I understand it's not the dealerships who, who drive that's the no. manufacturer, but the manufacturers right. will be very, very hungry Probably. to clear that stock. Yeah. Well, it, it's been pretty busy for me, like I said. Um, it's also weird how many people come in both wearing gloves and masks and do yeah. respect social distancing and those who don't. Um, yeah. I've, I've seen a, a trend of those who don't 
and the way they speak and their political leaning. So that's yeah. been, uh, I don't want to say eye opening because yeah. it's not surprising. Do they all look like those guys out of Tiger King? No. <laughs> uh, we don't get those kind of customers at Toyota oh, for the right. most part. Okay. Uh, but it, it's been interesting. I mean, you know, it, people still have to buy a car if there's this. You know, I had one guy, he has a 03 uh, Prius. Uh, so quite old. I mean, that's that's an old car. That's an old, that's an old car, yeah. And um, was that 17 years old? Mm-hmm. And the hybrid battery let go. The control arm bushings in the front are, are shot. Um, it, it's just a wreck. I mean, yeah. you could tell he just didn't really maintain this car. And so the the garage gave him the bad news because he brought it in, wanting to know how much it's going to cost to fix it. And he could, if he could find that exact 03 Prius used, he could buy four of them compared to what it would cost to fix his. Right. Uh, so it's not worth fixing. I mean, it would be irresponsible to sink any money into this car. The body yeah. looks fine. Don't get me wrong. It's not all rusty or anything, but he just he just didn't maintain it. And the seat covers he put in there were a crime against humanity. Um, so I, you know, I went and got the car appraised, and we didn't even drive it. I just took it back and said it would give you three hundred bucks for it because this is going to go to auction and it'll become a donor car for somebody else um, or somebody's because yeah. probably a scrapyard would buy it. But this guy was dumbfounded and in shock, and he has to buy a new car, and he hasn't considered anything. You know, he said, "Well, what's a new car going to cost me in a month?" And before I could say anything, he went, "Oh, duh! I guess that kind of depends on which car I want, huh?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of, a little bit. Um, you know, and it kind of sucks because for him. And, and I honestly, I don't like to have to sell someone a car because they need a car right now. Yeah. You know, because I feel like they, they always make compromises. Um, and I try to slow people down when they're desperate. I have to buy one today. I'm like, yeah. oh, hold on a minute. You know, we, we can, let, let's get you what you want rather than just taking the first thing that comes available. You know, I'll yeah. put you in a free rental for two days until we get the car in that you want. It's not mm-hmm. a problem. You know, I, I like to actually help people i know that's a weird concept in sales but that's the way i do things that's probably why i've been successful doing it Mm -hmm. and uh and that by the way leads to referrals and repeat business and i've seen quite a bit of that mostly because i'm one of the only salesmen there Mm -hmm. and you know if you're in the middle of a pandemic and your car doesn't work and you're someone that has to still work you got to get a car right away that's right, yeah. And so I wonder what the Uber drivers are doing, how that business is going. Well, uh, yeah, I, I guess it depends on what, what your lockdown is like, where you are. I would imagine if, I mean, here I don't see a lot of taxis around, certainly not as many as you used to, because um, obviously most people are not moving around as much. Right, so. but you still have to have the taxi service running. Well, it still has to have it running, and that's the advantage of Uber is you can pick up what work there is. But also, all our public transport is shut down. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the rails, the rail service effectively runs a Sunday service every day, which is a slow service. As people aren't moving between cities because we're not supposed to be doing that. Um, obviously, the trains drives a lot of taxis because people come in in the train, they want to get a taxi to where they're actually going. So I would imagine it's very, very slow. Um, and uh, I'd, I'd expect if you relied on that for your main income, you're probably tr- in trouble. And those are the sort of people who 
uh, even with our very generous um, government packages for helping people through this at the moment in terms of income won't be uh, won't be co- won't be covered because they they don't have a salary so they can't be furloughed by their company because they don't actually work for anyone they're self-employed yeah they should be filing taxes against that self-employment the problem is a lot of them won't be yeah um and so you've got you've got nothing there but even then the the self-employment scheme we have running you have to have filed you have to have filed taxes last year and you have to have at least 12 months of business receipts before you can apply for money um and i would imagine most uber drivers would not fall under that category obviously i didn't file unemployment because i was only off for two weeks and then the government here in the u.s did the stimulus package where everybody under a certain threshold got um what was it 1200 bucks or something i forget what it was now and then if you have kids that's another 500 bucks per kid and there's no way to opt out of that there's no way to say you know what i don't need that money yeah um which is which is kind of oh, weird yeah. when you think about it. If you don't need it, and you'd rather the government not frivolously spend money like that, hey, it's it's a family of four. That's thirty four hundred bucks or something. Yeah, but then an awful lot of changes to your tax rules and everything benefit people who don't pay a lot of tax and earn a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So um, there is a, a there's a political with, without you know trying to get past that about it, but there is a political incentive in america to um make sure that that rich people benefit as much as poor people so you know equality in in those sorts of things is notionally baked in well we got our check i've actually made more money you know this month than i probably would have if this wouldn't have hit well yeah because there's fewer salesmen so you're yeah competition for well but there's sales is smaller yeah but there's also not nearly as many customers there's no walk-in traffic at all yeah so yeah but you'll get what what custom there is you're getting a very high percentage of it yes yeah Yeah. which which is it obviously is is balancing out in your favor which is uh is good for you and if Um, there's customers that were with another salesman um and they're still they still need to buy a car now I'm picking those customers up too. Although the right. customer stays with that, it's still that other salesman's customer. Yeah, but the thing is, is going back to what you were saying before about being nice to your customers, is there is a chance, a quite high chance, that if you remain there, the next time they come to buy a vehicle, they might come and find you out rather than the original sales. Probably. Yeah. Um, so, well, I, but I'm still desperate to know what did the guy with the Prius buy? He didn't. Uh, he, didn't. he didn't buy anything yet. Uh, he's just kind of shell shocked at the moment. Yeah. Um, well, he needed to look, go home understand. and think about it a little bit. Because literally it was, I'm here to fix my car, and now yeah. all of a sudden I have it's unsafe to drive, and I need to get something else. Yeah. But, you but don't prob- want to make prob- a decision right yeah. then. I mean, I mean, obviously, finding the cash flow to pay for a, a car loan, assuming he doesn't have the money sat in the bank to pay for another car. And most people don't. Is, most people don't, yeah. Is a problem, yep. and, and I sympathize that. But by the same token, however long he's had that car, I assume he wasn't the original owner. No, I don't think um, he was. But certainly for the time he's had it, once he's paid for it, uh, and, you know, older cars, it's easier to pay them off, then he's not had to pay anything except for running costs towards that car. Right. Whereas most of us who are running new cars, we're paying we're paying off a loan at the same time as we're also paying those running costs. Correct. So if you look at it kind of – and this is the problem with cars. People don't look at them over the whole life. They look at them over, you know, well, what am I paying at the start? Yep. What's the monthly going to be? 
rather than actually i mean you know we're all financially a lot most of us will be financially better off to scrape together the money to buy a car outright a used car uh, and then pay it off right there and then rather than borrowing money yeah. even with today's low interest rate well he did ask most, me what i suggested he said should i get another prius and i said well did you like the prius because of the gas mileage he goes yeah that's why i got it and i said well you can get another prius but quite honestly for, for the amount of money and the mileage i would get a corolla hybrid it's getting about yeah. the same gas mileage as the prius and it costs about four or five grand less yeah so uh, but he seemed like yeah. a nice guy but just kind of you know, thunderstruck a little bit, which I don't so do blame you, him. Yeah. Do you have the same um, same system in the states that we have here? Which is, if you buy a new car, the interest rates you pay are much less. Uh, it is than less. If you buy a used car, it is less. Yes, and of course, yeah. there's also uh, manufacturers' um, incentives, if you will. Like right now here in the U.S., we have on Rav Four gas only, not the hybrid. So Rav Four. All the Camrys and all the Tacomas is zero percent financing, which yeah. is pretty hard to beat. But you know, someone says, "Well, I want the zero percent financing, and I'm putting twenty thousand dollars down on a uh, let's say a Rav Four. Yeah. No, let's say a, a Tacoma. So he wants to buy a, a thirty-seven thousand dollar Tacoma. He's going to put twenty grand down. And he wants zero percent financing. Well, that would be stupid." Because they're seventeen fifty cash back. So if I get you a three point five percent APR w- with the seventeen fifty cash back, that's going to be a better savings than zero percent financing. Yeah. So you yeah, always have to run the numbers and, yeah. and show them and go, look, you can take the zero percent, but you're actually going to pay more money in the end because yeah. your interest rate at three point five isn't going to equal seventeen fifty. Yeah, I see. In, in that position, if I had twenty thousand dollars to put down, I would go out and buy a used car and pay for it outright, and then not have. Yeah, any. but he really wants a Tacoma, and you're not buying a Tacoma at twenty grand. Not even a used one. Well, yeah, maybe if it's ten years old, Tacoma holds its value more better than uh, any other vehicle in the U.S. Okay. That's why I sell a lot of new ones because people come in and they go, "Yeah, I want to look at a used Tacoma." I go show it to them, and they go, well, "This is three years old. Why don't I just?" get a new one it's the price is pretty similar <laughs> yeah, yeah i know why why isn't, why isn't this cheaper and then you go well because tacomas hold their value better than any other vehicle in the u.s and now all of a sudden it's even a better incentive to buy the new one because it's going to hold its value so well okay so. i'll uh, i'll place my order yeah um <laughs> so let's switch gears a little bit what have you been doing uh, any entertainment wise as far as you know, david's life and home life so well, here's just, the problem let's look at you yeah. Yeah, here's the problem. You're working. That, uh, well, I am working. Yeah, I'm not as busy as I as I have been, but yes, I if I am actually working. So I don't have the you know acres and acres of free time that that a lot of people who are at home who are furloughed or what have you have. So um, I have to kind of balance that up really. And the nature of working from home in this sort of environment is that. Um, you're not often not as productive as you might be if you're in the office because in the office you can kind of stick your headphones on and get your head down and, and get on with something whereas here it's impossible to you know the kids are both home as well yeah but the, always, the flip always side be- of that is people and i've heard more than a few people say this that they're actually working longer hours at home because they feel guilty that they're not going into the office so yeah, they're not, not knocking problem. off at five <laughs> o'clock and driving home that's not a problem I have. No. <laughs> uh, as, far, as far as I'm concerned, 
<laughs> I work office hours, and uh, you know, don't get me wrong. No, if, if there's something that needs to be done, no, I get it, and I haven't, and I haven't done it. And a couple of weeks ago, I stayed up till like twelve thirty one in the morning finishing something off because I wanted to get it in to allow a client to review it in good time and that sort of thing, and I didn't want it to drag on, so I did that. Um, so, so I have done that, and I will do that when I have to. But as a rule, kind of really after six o'clock, I I start ignoring work stuff unless I absolutely have to. Yeah. Um, and and some, you know, so the same thing as well is that I don't rush to get sit down for eight thirty in the morning uh, unless I've got a call or something like that. On Monday I do, but regularly, you know, I might get up at. Um, seven forty-five, eight o'clock. I might have some a leisurely breakfast, take the dog out for a walk, uh, and then kind of not sit down till my, maybe nine, half nine, something like that. But then when I'm working, I'm working, you know. But yeah, I'm not as productive. But then I'm not as busy. Um, so the evenings, you know, I tend to get to myself um, and do what I want to do. Uh, the weekends, obviously. But the problem I face is that there's so much stuff I could do, and I'm kind of spoiled for choice and. Yeah. Um, you can end up kind of, you know, the same way that when you go to a supermarket aisle. Paralyzed want, with choice. <laughs> yeah, paralyzed by the choice. It's like, you know, and then you end up kind of frittering the time away and not doing anything. So despite the fact that you'd have thought I'd be all caught up on a lot of my Netflix stuff and everything, I'm not. Um, and that frustrates me sometimes. The, the other problem is a lot of the Netflix things that I want to watch, um, obviously not less so with the Disney Plus, but the Netflix stuff particularly is mature content and i can't watch it when the kids are around yeah that's so always kids, an issue yeah the kids because they're not at school and they're doing school work and college work but you know they're around uh, until about nine o'clock at night sometimes um so by the time it gets past nine o'clock you know as old guys start thinking about you know getting <laughs> upstairs to bed yeah. so i'm not getting to watch the sort of stuff i might ex- have expected to watch really um and then as well you know i've got competition for for the screens too um leanne would like likes to sit in bed watching netflix and she'll watch the stuff she wants to watch um the kids like to use the tv downstairs um so so again sometimes i can't necessarily and i I, i'm not i've never been that sort of person who thinks right i'm going to go to a different room and watch something on my own on my ipad i've never never really felt like doing that so um maybe i need more tvs in the house i don't know yeah there you Um, go yeah so uh more choice so yeah, so not exactly. So not a lot of um, not a lot of of streaming stuff really. That we've been watching, you know, Marvel movies and things like that with the kids, but uh, not a lot of streaming stuff. I've been playing a fair few games. Um, I've been playing. I've been working way through Doom and Doom Two. I think I mentioned a few weeks ago on the Switch Lite. Uh, you actually, I think you mentioned it on uh, Geeks Pub. Yeah, that's right. So I've been doing that, nearly finished... Uh, f- I finished the first Doom and uh, nearly finished Doom 2, so I'm going to have to figure out something else to to play after that. I'm on these... I like to... Oh, let me give on. you an... Uh, uh, tell you what to about play. Right. Uh, and I think I mentioned this on Geeks Pub as well. Yeah. Um, I'm playing uh, Link's Awakening. Now, it's a remake of uh, a Game Boy game... Game, yeah, I think it's Game Boy game, yeah, yeah uh, which I played briefly in emulation, and you know the old style yeah. graphics and stuff, and I really liked it. But I stopped playing it because I thought, you know, I'd, I think I might actually rather play this with modern graphics on the Switch. Yeah, and so I got it a couple weeks ago. It is fantastic. It is just okay. really, really good. Now you're going to get to a point where you're just completely stuck, and that's where YouTube comes in. 
Yeah. Um, I'll get to the next part, I guess you could say, and I'll play it until I get stuck. And then there's this guy who did this complete walkthrough called Austin John Plays. And I subscribe. He's got 1.46 million subscribers. He's got a pleasant voice. He seems like a nice guy. Um, cracks me up occasionally. Um, it, 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 and he's he's an older guy. He's not young. You know what I mean? Um, but he right. he he walks you right through the game, 100% completion. But I only watch the parts where I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of cool. But it's just a fun game. I, I like to pick it up, play it for about 20 minutes to a half hour at the most, and then I put it away for a while. So maybe I got I got given some money from my uh, my my generous work colleagues because it was a significant birthday this year. It was 50th. 50, happy birthday. Uh, that was just a couple of days ago. Yeah, it was being the last week. So I will um, perhaps spend that money on. I'm looking at seeing how much it is on Amazon now because they gave me a voucher. Um, Amazon, by the way, is very slow to ship games right now. Y- well, yeah, because not. Um, whoa, sixty-five pounds. That's uh, kind of expensive. Well, I think yeah, I think the reason is that um, oh yeah, the French di- edition is only thirty-six pounds. Get that? I think um, one can, of the problems here is that everyone has been buying this stuff up because yeah, I bought it digitally. I with nothing to do. I just bought it digitally. Well, yeah, but I, I have the Amazon card. That's the thing. Is yeah. it? So, so I won't be spending my own money on. It looks like I will be spending my own money on this because I'm not paying sixty-five pounds. Yeah, I I just downloaded it and uh, playing it that way. I don't know yeah. if it loads any faster or not. I couldn't say, but... I don't know. I, most of my Switch games I play, I, I download from the store, because actually I find the Nintendo store's pretty good. You yeah. get credit credit for everything you buy, and you can get it straight away, and, you know, yeah, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll just spring up, spring for it like that. And the other one that I, I always fancied, actually, was Luigi's Mansion. I don't know if you've ever played that game. That, that one also looked like fun. The kids have just finished um, the latest Pokemon on the Switch, which they loved it, but it didn't, surprisingly, it didn't take them very long to finish it, which it's, yeah, I thought those games lasted for, forever. Um, and yet, you know, a week, week or two, they went, no, we're done. Yeah, my son, well, I wanted to get my son something because we got Brooke the new iPhone SE, yeah. which I'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Um, and we ordered him uh, the Nintendo 3DS Pokemon Ultra Sun. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I think I think um, I don't know if it was Ultra whether it was one of the other ones because uh, it was Charlotte's birthday this week as well. She turned 11 on Friday. I saw the pictures um, on uh, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So Alexander gave her his old um, DSi XL with an old Pokemon game on because uh-huh. she'd been enjoying the Switch one so much. So uh, I think he might, she might be playing. Um, I think it was Sun as well. Sun and Moon. Cole is the, Cole is very one. excited. He said thank you about four times, and he hasn't wow. complained about anything I've asked him to do. Because <laughs> I yep. just need to buy him a poke. In fact, he's so excited he's been streaming the Pokemon cartoon show. Which, by yeah. the way, I can't stand hearing in, in, from the other room. <laughs> oh, shoot me. Yeah, it's brutal. I, the thing is, is Pokemon's a very clever idea because it's basically it's just like the top trumps cards. Yeah, you know where you you have the cards and you, you the card with the best stats wins. It's basically an electronic version of that, which is very clever how they've turned it into a whole franchise. Oh, it's a whole thing. That simple idea. You and yeah. I are too old to to really appreciate it. it it's yeah, definitely I, a I, couple I've generations. I've tried playing it. Yeah, I've tried playing it. I never really saw the appeal. Yeah. I've got I've got the the cartoons 
also drive me crazy. But we we went and watched that um, Detective Pikachu movie, and I thought that was great. That no, was that really was really fun. good. But it wasn't yeah. about. It was a Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah, exactly. And it, but it, it, it was, was really was well done. Fun. Yep. And of course, of course, the kids got kick out of it because they recognized all the monsters. Oh yeah, that's all I kept hearing about. That's Charmander, and that's that's the only <laughs> one I know. That's Beekapoo. That's <laughs> Mud on Your Feet. I don't know their names. Yeah. Um, but Cole loved watching the movie, and I I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Brooke, like I said, she had been using the original iPhone SE, which is four years old. Yeah. And I had to do something on her phone and she's always running into out of memory. No space. I think I got her the 64 gig at the time. No, I think it's a 32. And I thought that would be plenty for what she's going to do with it. It was not. She's been having space issues for probably a year. Um, but and her phone's been paid off for a while. Yeah. So I thought, you know, it's, it probably is time. And then I saw the announcement for the SE because I was holding out. I was like, I want to see what's coming out. And then when the SE was announced, and it's essentially um, an iPhone 8, but, but with, with a the, better processor yeah. and better camera. It, well, it's, it's basically the internals of the iPhone 11, mm-hmm. um, apart from the camera. But everything else is the iPhone 11. Yep. And I tell you, I bought one as well for Leanne. Um, because she was using a, she was using an iPhone Seven that I bought on, bought on refer for her maybe eighteen months ago, uh, and so when the SE came out, I just said to her, I "said Well, how's the battery holding out on that?" She says, "Well, you know, sometimes it runs down quickly." I yeah. said, "Well, that's Facebook," but she uses Facebook on it, and, and I that said, "Drains battery big time." Yeah, and I said, "Would you like a new phone with a better battery?" And she went, "Well, yeah, sure." I th- think about it. so I said, I'd, "Well, I said I'll buy you one." Um, and so, yeah, we, we did. I have to say, I think the iPhone SE is like the bargain of the year. Oh, Probably no the question. bargain of five years from Apple. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of phone for not a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you know, because it is effectively an iPhone 11 in an iPhone 8 case. So Yeah, I got, I got Brooke the uh, 256 gig. The I think I got her the black one or the silver one i got her the silver one yeah i got also got liana 256 because she takes a lot of video well um, yes and that's that's the reason right right there well that yeah. and she records her own music on her phone which still drives mm-hmm. me crazy um yeah. you know I, she just needs space and so yeah. i put all this music that she's always wanted on her phone but she always had to kind of shuffle on what she wanted and yeah. I, I transferred everything over from her old phone and when all was said and done, I showed her in iTunes how much space is taken, how much is available. She's not even using the eighth of the space yet. Yeah. She's blown away. Yeah. So I asked her yesterday, so what's your impressions? And she says, I love it. And I said, well, I know that. I mean, you know, speed, because I told her when I first gave it to her, I said, you're going to notice that apps are going to launch a thousand times faster. Everything's just going to seem so much quicker. You're going to love the screen. Um, but... I asked her yesterday, and she basically parroted everything. I said, she goes, everything is just so fast. Switching between apps, I can edit video and then switch over to music real quick and change songs and then go back to my video. And there's, there's on my old phone, there would be this delay, and sometimes it wouldn't work, and I'd have to restart it. And yeah. she goes, everything is just super fast. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, as I say, it's, it truly is, because effectively to get, anywhere near that performance 
if you don't want the iPhone iPhone SE, yeah, you have to spend nearly double the money yeah. to get an 11. So, and I, mean, that, I, that is, I, I don't and, know and why. I was thinking it was smaller. The I thought it was going to be a small phone like the original SE. I thought the screen was yeah. going to be about the same size. It's not. It's no. an iPhone 8. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. The iPhone 11 has a much bigger screen because effectively it's the equivalent of plus screen. Yes. But the thing is, you're not getting double the phone for double the money. You're getting a phone that's maybe 20% better for double the money. So the, that makes the SE an incredible value. Yeah. Um, and I've got to be honest, if, if I broke my 11 tomorrow and I had to buy, spend my own money to replace it, mine's a work phone, so they'd probably buy me another one. But if I had to spend my own money to replace it, I would buy the SE in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would be uh, tempted to. Yeah. Um, you know, my 8 Plus is still fine. I, I have no yeah. – and I paid cash for it. I didn't put it on any payment plan, although I did with Brooks. And it's 15 bucks a month. I'm like – who yeah, cares? no, that that was exactly that. That was the the kind of thing that tipped me over the edge. It's it's like well, they've got a two year payment plan for the uh, for the SE from <laughs> direct from Apple. Yeah, so no problems. Uh, that you do you get a trade in. You know, I traded um, I traded our old we had an old SE knocking around, so I traded that in as well. It's worth virtually nothing, but I traded it in anyway. Um, and yeah, on a payment plan, yeah, it's uh, even with uh, with Apple Care and the and the top end phone, it's. it's about twenty-two pounds a month is kind of a bit of a no-brainer, really. Well, I looked at the um, sixty-four gig, which effectively would have doubled her space, and then I looked at the two fifty-six, and the cost difference was about eight bucks or something. I'm like, well, that's stupid. I'm going to get rid yeah. of the two fifty-six. Thing about computing is you never going to regret having more space. Yeah, but you yeah. often regret having skimped on the space. Yeah, well, I thought the whole streaming thing meant we didn't need as much space in our phones, and it turns out. Nah, yeah. Well, there's that, and also there's there's other things as well. I mean, I um when I was out in Florida in February, I picked up a um standard iPad, the latest one, the uh, was it the iPad Seven? Yeah. You know the cheap one, yep. and, and this was an open box from Best Buy, so it was even cheaper than standard price. It was a one one twenty eight gig, and I think I paid three hundred dollars for it. Um, and it has a, a tiny little mark on the screen that you can't really notice. And so I sold my iPad Pro for this because everything I could do on my iPad Pro, I can do on this just as easily because I'm not a big pro user of the iPad. So I figured I'd trade some money in. Um, and I've been pretty happy with it. But the one thing I have noticed with this, because it's a lower-end machine, it doesn't have as much memory. So very often you'll go back to an app having closed, having switched away from it, and the app will actually restart because it's been closed down by because it doesn't have much memory. You saw a lot less of that with the iPad Pro. Um, but in terms of processor and everything, with the stuff I'm doing on the iPad, I don't really notice it. But obviously, if I could get more performance for, for the same money, I would do. Yeah, might as well. Which, and that's what the SE gives you. Yes. So. Yeah, I, I think you hit it right on the head. It is... Uh, by far the bargain of the year. If you need yeah. a new phone, really seriously consider the iPhone SE. Uh, well, I used it briefly, yeah, and wow, what a nice phone. Yeah. Not only is it, I mean, just looking at outside the iPhone ecosystem, yeah, it's faster than top-end phones, $1,000 phones from other manufacturers yep. and Android. Yeah. And you can um, use all the iPhone 8 accessories, i.e. cases. Yeah. Well, exactly. My wife's phone went straight into her case so of course now she's seen the fact that the phone is much more attractive we got her the red one as well so she said oh i want one of those you know translucent cases that you can see the whole phone in so, yeah. yep <laughs> yeah. we haven't got a case for brooke yet i'm waiting for her to come back and say she wants one 
Um, But I didn't want to be presumptive and just pick a case for her. I picked the phone for her because I know better. Um, But other than that, it's going to be her choice, whatever she Mm -hmm. wants. So it seems like this whole quarantine thing has been a big boon for the streaming services. You you see Netflix released a report. I think they're up 400% in consumption. Uh, Well. Yeah, which is it should be no big surprise, really. No. People have got a lot of time in their hands. Um, but the thing is, I think what it's going to do for their long-term business is much more important than 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 um, perhaps the uptick in numbers for today. Because and, and it's going to be much more important for conventional broadcasters. Yeah, and uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum. Exactly, because basically, you know, people there are probably plenty of people who never watched a lot of streaming who are now becoming accustomed to it, and. I don't know what it's like in the US, but here in the UK, the, the terrestrial regular TV has been terrible during this. Yeah, You'd have it's, thought it's, it's always been the bad. Same. Yeah, but it's worse. You would have thought they would take the opportunity, because obviously they're also not producing programs at the moment as much. So you would think they would take the opportunity to go, you know what, let's get some of the old stuff out. Um, let's run events over a couple of nights where we, you know, we kind of do two episodes a night for three nights or something like that yep. for some of our old series make an event of it yeah the you know, ne- next some- two weeks is going to be sherlock exactly yeah, yeah. Well, well sherlock will be a great example it's like why not pick the best of sherlock and run it over three or four nights yeah yeah and make a deal of it maybe get the act the actors on you know from their from their homes in in lockdowns so yeah talk, talk about, about it between commercials and, and absolutely there's know, so much you exactly. could do with that and none of exactly. them here in the U.S. either are doing that at all. Yeah. But yet yeah. you see, and the thing is, the creators are doing that. So, yeah. like, you see the director from Thor, for instance, uh, Tiki, whatever, I don't know. Taika Waititi. There you go. Um, he did a um, watch party. So right. he tells you when to start, and he just talks the whole time. So you turn down yeah. your movie, and you just listen to him as he's streaming commentary. What? James, so it's like a live director's commentary. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And he was what giving a great idea. he was giving things that are going to happen a little bit, not without spoiling too much about the next Thor movie, and I, I, that's the way you want to do it. I know Schneider did the same thing with Justice League, um, yeah. or no, I think he did uh, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing that could really cement who you are as a creator and really brings you closer to your fans. I mean, yeah. You know, I think it's a fantastic idea. But but the, this is the thing. He he did that anyway. He didn't need terrestrial broadcasters. He didn't need a network. He was able to do it and he can go, you know, the quality of the cameras and the mixing equipment and the internet connections now means that anybody who half knows what they're doing can do it and actually even if the camera looks crappy and the sounds a bit bad and it chops and changes and everything most people won't care yeah True. because they want the content yeah. and yet regular broadcasters don't seem able to do this and, well, and you would think with the production expertise and the knowledge and the Potential, you know, they've still got access to people. A lot of these guys can work from home, even if they're not all in the same studio. I, I was struck. I watched, um, so I watched Re- Re- Alexander and I, big fans of, of John Oliver. So we watched his shows, and and he's now gone into 
effectively doing it from his desk at home. Which doesn't work um, as well, by the way. Well, this is this is the thing. You look at it, and it doesn't work as well because there's, you know, you and part of that is expectation. You are used to hearing an audience riff off yeah. what he's doing, but we all know that he's not writing all his own material. It's written by a team of writers. Right. And all these shows have teams of writers. Yeah, and he still has that, the pauses for laughter, and you're like, uh. Well, yeah, the, the problem is, is those writers are used to writing for somebody who's performing to an audience. Yes. They're not, they're not used to writing for somebody who's performing to a camera, and you can tell. Yes. And you, you'd have thought, well, surely, with a bit of production or something, like, you can make something of that. But instead, it just comes across as a, a you know, it's still awkward. funny, but a little bit flat. Yeah, it's and awkward. You know he, the first show he did on his own was actually quite terrible. They have improved since then. It's now much better it than is, it was. But it's about still, four weeks in. But yeah. it's still not as good as it was no. when he was in the studio. And yet there are plenty of people who are on their own creatives. Well, look at John Cranston. Do, what, the guy who plays um, Jack uh, Jack Ryan? The guy yeah, who's on no, the, yeah. uh, yes, yes. I yeah, was going to say he's from the yeah. – John Krasinski. I was going to say right. from The Office, but that's a different yeah, office right. from when yeah. you watch. Um, uh, married to Emily Blunt, the English yes. girl. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he's been doing great stuff, and he's doing it all on his own. Yeah, and it's all I'm, good Don't news. get me wrong. He, yeah, I think he's got some production help, but in terms of no, the, I don't think the so. show, he's doing it all himself. I don't – I mean, it's not live, so – but – yeah, a little bit of production, but I mean, Brad Pitt's done a thing with him. Um, he he highlighted. You know who I'm really enjoying? I'll be honest with you, Leslie Jordan. Do you know who that yeah. is? Yeah. Um, yeah. She was the uh, no 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 lady in the ghost. She's in the Ghostbusters movie. No, you're thinking of something different. I think it's Leslie Jordan. Let me jump over to Facebook, uh, or not Facebook, uh, YouTube. Uh, I might be getting the name wrong. Maybe it's not Leslie. What is his name? Right. Uh, so, so the Leslie bit and the Jordan bit are wrong, but yeah, apart from that. But other than that, I'm right on the money. <laughs> um, let me scroll down, because I've been watching a fair amount of uh, YouTube as well, because, you know, it's YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I can't get enough of watching the stupidity of Las Vegas's mayor with Anderson Cooper. I don't know if you watched that interview, but wow, um, batshit. Um, yeah, I can't find it now. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Leslie Jordan. I was right. Um, he is... You ever watch Boston Legal? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember when Betty White was on it? Mm-hmm. Do you remember this really short, gray-haired uh, gay guy? Really short. Yeah. That's Leslie yeah. Jordan. Okay. I, I found a picture of him. And I, I know who you're talking about. So, um, he's doing these Instagram things, and they're collecting him on YouTube. He's up to part nine now. Right, it's just hilarious. It's just him. It, the production value is terrible. Yeah, but it's just like him talking to the camera for a couple minutes. Right, and there's something infectious about the guy. Um, I there I I, I love watching his stuff. Not all of it. Some of it I'm like, eh. but for the most part, he's hilarious. Um, mm. I like it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will have to check that out. I've not seen it. You know, like he'll be laying on on like he'll be laying on his side on a pillow with the camera right there next to him, and the first thing he goes is, "Well, shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got that southern accent, hasn't he? Yeah, and he does <laughs> hunk. How you how you, what are you what are y'all doing, fellow hunker downers? <laughs> 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 Something about him 
Yeah, he's he's just fun to watch. I really like yeah. him. Yep. So there we go. So uh, yeah, mainstream television has completely missed the boat on this one. They've started now. Um, I've noticed that over here there's a rash of programs. Um, come up that are like America's Funniest Home Video. Yeah. Only what they're doing is they're, they're cashing in on the content that people are generating during lockdown and, and they're presenting it on TV. And yeah, that's fine. That's <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. But you do kind of think, well, you know what, if you were really leading media, you'd be making that content. You wouldn't be well, rehashing it with a with a voiceover. But you got to remember, the people that are running terrestrial broadcasting is from two generations ago and they just don't get it. Yeah. You know, it's a uh, bunch of it, 65 to 75-year-olds that don't understand what's really going on. Yeah. I guarantee that, that on each of the shows they, they, they regularly produce, there are people at the bottom of the chain, <coughs> you know, the runners and the interns and the stuff like that, who, if they were given the keys to the kingdom, would do much, much better. Oh, yeah. that's. I think that's kind of the case with a lot of industries. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, by the time they get their chance... The generations have passed them too. Yeah, the, the the problem is the only thing keeping mainstream media afloat at the moment, particularly in a crisis like this, is network news. Everything else is kind of done for. I I don't think network news is a thing here in the U.S. anymore, the way it used to be. No, uh, no. If if you're a a white person over a certain age, you're probably watching CNN or Fox. Um, yeah, briefly, you know. I don't think the younger generations are turning on the TV at all. You know, they're yeah. getting their news from a variety of sources, including YouTube and Facebook um, and the mainstream, you know, New York Times and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's a different world. And yeah, definitely. the problem with what's going on with the news right now, at least online, is so much of it has a political bend. <clears throat> that people yeah. are only watching what they already agree with. Yeah. So if you're a hardcore Democrat, you're watching MSNBC because they're reinforcing all your beliefs. If you're a hardcore Republican, a, a, a Trump follower, you love Trump, he can do no wrong, you're watching Fox. And that in itself is also dangerous because Definitely. you're not getting a complete picture. And the way it used to be when you and I grew up is... The mainstream media, BBC News, NBC News, they would just present the facts. It was yeah. very rare that you would actually see, like, for instance, when man landed on the moon and they went back to Walter Cronkite and he was crying. That was a powerful moment because broadcasters generally didn't put their feelings out there like that. Yeah. You know, he's wiping tears from his and he's smiling and it lent. It was, it was, I don't want to say as big, but for the viewer and you look, you and I weren't, you know, we don't remember that we're too young, but for the viewer, that meant as much as Neil Armstrong actually stepping onto the surface of the moon. Yeah. Whereas nowadays it would be an announcement immediately followed saying, well, that job's done with defunding NASA because they don't like the administration very much. Um, or it would be, um, you know, he'd step on the moon and they'd say, this just proves that President Trump is the greatest president of all time. Or <laughs> this was in spite of the incompetence of President Trump. Yeah. That's what you would hear. And, and that's where I say it's 
not always a good thing that you have choice. Um, you know, you you, yeah. you should get a, an, an unfiltered view of the news of events. And, yeah, and, you're and, that, just and the not. problem there is that's one area where what the internet and the technology offers is uh, is failing. In that, it, that in itself is also is probably even less obviously uh, true than than a lot of what you get on the on the me- on the mainstream media. Because you know, I agree, hundred percent. You can't verify the bona fides of the person who's giving you the content. Uh, very often, you don't even know the person who's giving you the content because it's second or third hand. We've had a big, th- a weird thing here. I don't know if you've had this in the US, but we've had a weird thing here when there's been these rumours going around social media that five G masts. Oh yeah, uh, are, 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 re- are causing the coronavirus. Yeah, no, we, we're getting that here. Trust and me, people- we're, we're the pioneers of that. You guys are. <laughs> You have no idea. <laughs> we rank amateurs. Yeah, no. But, but yeah, th- people have been actually setting fire to the masks. Yeah, yeah. There was you know. a. Uh, I've got a, a personal history about that. Um, I, I think I've mentioned on to you at one time or another that I'm actual friends with the mayor of Battle Creek. Right. M- uh, Mark Benke is his name. Now he yeah. is a hardcore Republican, and I am not. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. We don't have to agree on on you know all the, our politics. But I think we do agree on. We want the best for the city. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I do his website. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although I haven't charged him in like a year now. Um, so we don't agree uh, uh, with a lot of policies and stuff like that. But I know he deeply cares about the community. How we get to fixing it, we may disagree on. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I know the guy's going to do what he thinks is right. And he's also a smart guy. No question about it. Mm-hmm. So someone, he's a pastor here in uh, in our area, wants to know, has the city looked into the 5G towers and which one of them are actually active in our area now that Corona is starting to get bad? Right. Now, his reply, Mark's, Benke's reply, the mayor, was... Uh, the city is looking into um, everything because that's yeah. basically what. What can he say? Yeah, because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to upset the guy right. by calling him an idiot. Right, but that and- didn't stop me from doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a, a a private message from Mark about an hour later. Thank yeah. you. I wish I could say that in public. <laughs> my my uh, response was something like, "Dear God, stop looking at the internet. Five G is a radio frequency. It does not cause viruses or cancer. Uh, something like that." I was kind of rude about it, though. A little ruder than that. Let me put it that way. Yeah. But it's just like oh, the stupidity. Well, you know, you, shouldn't I mean, actually, surprise me. You, you say coronavirus. I'm, I'm not sure about cancer. I mean, has anyone actually looked into that? Yeah. You know? I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's... But the, the, the difficulty with all of this is that actually, and this is, you know, this is where technology does kind of let us down, principally because the people operating these networks have abdicated all responsibility for, for the stupid. Um but the problem is, is by calling for those sorts of investigations, all that's doing is taking the focus away from the real. And it's like what happened this week with, you know, the um, disinfectant thing and the UV sunlight thing. Is yeah. by by suggest anybody suggesting that's something that resources should be devoted at 
looking into whether it be good or bad well you never know it might just work yeah all that doing is is taking the focus away from the important stuff that does need to be done we don't have the luxury at the moment of doing things that are unnecessary they were humoring him nobody's looking yeah. into this and he backtracked the very next day and oh, now well, I know. he's not even now taking he, questions in this yeah press well no no the, the later apparently last night he he decided he wasn't gonna have a press conference at all yeah you know so good that's actually a bit of a win there um but uh but yeah they, the difficulty we don't have the luxury at the moment of of doing crazy stuff because the real stuff that we know how to do when we know necessary right we're already overwhelmed by yep you know yep and so. then of course when the president of the united states makes a comment about that that's the next three days worth of social media and twitter and and yeah. and news organizations they're all talking about it you know and you hear everything well that's not actually what he was saying he didn't actually say that I've had people say that they he didn't actually say that. Well, what do you, I literally watched him say that. What, yeah. Are you he, Well, you got definitely you got to listen to what he means, not what he says. Yeah. Well, I had someone say mo- that to me too, like, "What?" Yeah. He most definitely did and also he wasn't being sarcastic because we all I think we all one of the things we do recognize about President Trump is he it's very clear when he's being sarcastic. We've all watched his rallies. We know what his sarcasm sounds like and that was not it. No. Um, but, you know, it, it, people are going to believe... This is what I posted on Facebook, and I did not mention this was the president or anything. It wasn't yeah. political. All I put was, and it was a quote that I read, I think I saw it on During Fireball, and then I went on Twitter and checked it. One of the hallmarks of the dangerously stupid is the consistent belief that they found great solutions that experts somehow missed. Yeah. And then I wrote, saw this today, love this quote sign of the times and then i put in yeah. parentheses and a great prince album um <laughs> and of course people were like do you mean this and then trust suggests injection of disinfectants to beat coronavirus and clean the lungs and then someone else puts in no trump didn't propose injecting people with and i wrote yes he did i watched it he did say that and yeah. she said oh this person he is a poor communicator uh i'm not a Bud fan of his, I think it was supposed to be big. Mm. Uh, so what I'm saying is, if you can follow his repetitive and circling way of speaking, then like the fact check I posted here explains what he said. Done. And I wrote so that in alone, that response kind of tells you something. Well, not and only that, yeah. I mean, she's defending some, what he said, like, oh, he didn't yeah. actually mean that. And I well, said, so you're saying he is too stupid to actually listen to? Which yeah. I agree with, by the way. Yeah, um, not only that, you've got when you're in when you, uh, you, me, anybody who's making any sort of statement to the public. I mean, this is a public broadcast, if you like. Yeah, we have a responsibility to the people who are listening to us, not to mislead them. Correct. Yeah, and and that part of that skill is, and really, somebody who's a politician and the leader of the free world should have this skill. Really. Um, is knowing when not to say something because uh, you might mislead. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's no, recognising when you don't know enough about a subject to say something or, or say it in a way that says, well, I mean, if he just said, well, I'm not an expert, but perhaps we could do this, yeah, um, and and perhaps I'll let my my scientists who are here stood around me, like performing seals, comment on this idea... It wouldn't have been as bad. It still would have been dumb, but it wouldn't have been as bad. 
But instead, he kind of, you know, it was obvious he was thinking out loud. But he's thinking out loud in front of millions of people, surrounded by experts, a time when everyone's terrified and is desperate for a solution. You know, and the problem it's is... just irresponsible. Well... And again, it's all it is, he complains like, about quote, is that what, thing that he he genuinely believes that by thinking like that, that maybe he might have an idea to fix this. No, this. that's I don't think that's it. All he cares about, and insider reports are consistent with this, and it's been the same way with the presidency the entire time. All he cares about is that he's getting complimented. Right. That's all he cares about. How am I doing? And if he's doing badly, he doesn't want to hear it. And he goes and, and literally throws tantrums. Well, this is what he's done now because he refused to have a press conference yesterday. And he blamed the media for that, for misreporting him. Right. Even though they literally just reported what he said. Well, yeah. I mean, actually, one of the criticisms you can make of the media um, in terms of the way they've reported his his press conferences is the fact they've not queried anything when he's actually said it. Right. You know, they just report it, and there it is, and they leave it there, yep. even though it's been a bit of a dog and pony show. Yep. Well, you know, I, I would give him credit if credit was due. Yeah. Some of the stuff that he said negatively about China, I actually agree with. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. I know we keep calling it, you know, COVID-19, and... Right-leaning people say, well, we should call the Wuhan virus. They go, no, that's racist. That's racist. No, it's not. It's not racist because every other virus we named after the area it came from. West Niles. Ebola was actually named after a place called Ebola, where it was first found. Exactly. So so it lets you know where it came from. Yeah. So stuff like that, I, I actually agree with. Stop trying to soft coat things. We're not saying yeah. that it it's it doesn't matter. But the guy is a narcissist. Yeah. And the problem is is even when he's attacking China, he's not doing it because that's the right thing to do. He's doing it because that's part of his He's playing to his base strategy. Yeah. He doesn't have a strategy. Don't say that. No. He, well, he, he's a deranged yeah. lunatic. And I know some people listening to this is going to be like, oh, stop talking about politics and eh, just because you believe that. I listen to the guy. Yeah. He's, he is not right. He's just not. There's something wrong with him. Yeah. And it's a sad state of affairs for not just America, but the world in general. When, when you have a president of the United States who is embracing strong men and, and attacking your closest allies... No, what and his response to what he perceives to be uh, a problem with the organisation that that's kind of the front line of this is to defund them. Yes, because he doesn't agree with them. Well, it's not that he uh, didn't agree with them; it's now he's trying to lay blame. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. He, he and it goes wants back to, to the make sure that any blame doesn't stick to him. Right, narcissist. Yeah. Yeah, you it's know. it's sad. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, let's get off politics and let's get off the show, David. Uh, as always, it's fun. We'll see you next week when we do yep. Geeks Pub. I uh, hope those listening to Tech Fan are enjoying the Geeks Pub as well. I haven't had any complaints about saying, hey, you're still... My dog is snoring, literally. Really. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear I that. Can, hear it, can you yeah. hear that? Yeah. That's, I can hear it. That's a loud hey, you know snore. What fun? It's, it's, 
my voice have does your, that. Have your dogs have your dogs responded differently to the fact that that you're always around at the moment? Um, well, I suppose you've you, you've. I'm back to, work. back to work now. Yeah, they're they're always super excited when I get home. Um, yeah. Julie's not down here right now, so I can say this because I know damn well she's not going to listen to the show. Uh, <laughs> they do definitely consider me the the alpha of the house. Yeah, no, it's the same with me. Yeah. Uh, our, our dog will, he will, Leanne will ask him to do something using the firm voice and the direct eyes and the right things, and he will just stare at her. And then I will ask him to do exactly the same thing he will immediately do. Yep, same here. Yeah, they'll be outside barking at the neighbors, and Julie's back yeah. there. Get in here, get in here, and they're ignoring her. I go, I stick my head out. They go, hey, and boom, they're right in the house. Yeah, um, yeah. But that, I think that's just that's that's nothing on Julie or Leanne or anything like that. That's just how dogs are wired. There is one creature. There's one pack leader. The boss. Yeah. yeah, and they perceive, and I kind of established that when we first got these dogs. So. Yeah, you, that doesn't change. Now, if I went away completely, it would switch to Julie. Yeah, but you know they know when I get home because they're excited. They're looking out the window. But the two weeks that I was home, someone posted. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick because I'd rather show it to you and then say it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta find it. Yeah, here it is. This this might be. Um, my favorite meme that I've seen. Eh, I don't like that one. I've got to find a better one. Um, well, I'll describe the picture here. Uh, we're in wire, aren't we? We are. Okay. So the caption, here's the picture. Let me know when you see it. Uh, it's coming. It's thinking about it. Yep, I see it. Yep. The caption is two weeks two weeks after being home. Bitch, did you get fired? <laughs> <laughs> and it's this dog giving this lady this look that yes. it looks like that's exactly what the dog is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's funny. Our dog, I think he is a little bit, he's obviously was used to having more time on his own. I think he's a little bit perplexed, perhaps a little bit put out for a bit about the fact we were all around just because, you know, people are fussing with him all the time. And sometimes the dogs just want to sleep, you know? Yeah. Oh, yes. All too well. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I, I, I think, I think generally he's okay, but it, it you know obviously it's a weird situation for all of us but what i worry about is when we go back to normal and all of a sudden he has to spend time on his own again he might climb the walls a little bit no he'll be all right yeah yeah dogs adapt quickly they're not very intelligent i know like everyone likes to think their dog is the smartest and blah 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 dogs are not very intelligent no they're well, animals I- yeah they're animals and also i think a lot of the stuff we kind of project on them they're just not interested in <laughs> that is true too. Yeah, I, I think it's it's not so much that they're not so intelligent. It's just it, it just I don't think it just make it's just something that that doesn't really register in their world. You know, funny enough, the other night we had the TV on and um, oh that's right, we were watching one of those teen movies. Yeah, you know the young adult type ones. Oh yeah, this was one of the Maze Runner movies. And they had some zombie type things in it. And it's the first time I've ever seen the dog react to anything on the TV. 
because they were making this kind of screeching noise and he put his head up and then, and then he, was sat on the, he was sat on the sofa and then he jumped on the back of the sofa and kind of snuggled down behind the cushions and it was clear it <laughs> frightened him. Um, and I, and it, I looked at Leanne and I said, that's the first time he's ever registered anything on the TV. Because I've always said, I think that if dogs can't smell it, it's not real. So, you know, that's why they don't register to the TV because they can't smell what's yeah. happening on the TV. You know, um, in fact, you just but, said yeah. that recently on the show. Well, on the other show, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, but but this, yes, he was definitely bothered by these um, creatures on the on the movie. So there mm. you go. Go figure. It Maybe makes you wonder. Five, five weeks of lockdown's done to him. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, it's kind of everybody though. We're we're all changing in sometimes subtle ways, sometimes profound ways. You know, my hair right now is crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I've noticed. I've noticed in your Facebook pictures. Yeah. Whereas Leanne, Leanne, we had clippers, so Leanne cut my hair. Yeah, so she said that. Fine. Yeah, my hair's good, but um, you know, my waistline unfortunately is not because comfort eating. Yeah, I know that. Don't you, don't you? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. I'll see you in a week, David. See you then. Bye. Bye.